0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Atheist Experience. I am your host, Russell Glasser, and with me today is Tracy Harris. Howdy. Today is Sunday, January 31st, 2016. We are a live call-in, internet-based atheist TV show broadcasting from Austin, Texas, dedicated to positive atheism and the separation of church and state. You can catch us live every Sunday on YouTube or Ustream.tv. The official Atheist Experience website is www.atheist-experience.com. You can provide feedback by commenting on the official show blog at freethoughtblogs.com slash A-X-P, or you can email us at tv at atheist-community.org. If you enjoy this show... Uh, please check out the related podcast, The Nonprofits, which is currently airing on the first and third Wednesdays of every month. You can find links at the Atheist Experience website, and the next nonprofits will be recorded live on February 3rd. That is this Wednesday. As always, the cast and crew of The Atheist Experience. We'll be going to dinner after the show at Threadgill's North Location, 6416 North Lamar. We'll be arriving around 6.30 p.m. or so. Uh, how are you doing today, Tracy? Doing well. You guys can queue up Jamar from Buffalo. I have uh, one uh, special announcement to make. Um. Two weeks from uh, yesterday, the Saturday, February 13th, from noon to 5 p.m., the Center for Inquiry of Austin will be presenting a free event to celebrate the 207th anniversary of Darwin's birth and his contributions to science. I am wearing an event t-shirt. There you go. Thanks, Steve. Uh... There will be something for everyone, learning activities for children and teens, fascinating lectures and trivia contests for adults, and professional development credit for teachers. Darwin's birthday is celebrated around the world, but in Austin we celebrate it with an accent, y'all. And Darwin gets to wear a cowboy hat. Uh, So you can order Don't Mess With Darwin t-shirts at (laughs) cfi-austin.org. Um, and uh, if you want to know what's going on there's going to be a bunch of talks like uh, board member Claire Wellner for the Atheist Community of Austin is going oh. to be giving a couple of talks on evolution including talking about uh, morality from, a le- from an evolutionary perspective uh, and there's also going to be activities for kids like a fossil dig and a scavenger hunt and a photo op with Darwin I guess okay <laughs> Anyway, sounds like a good time. It does. uh, Let's go for our first caller. (laughs) This does not bode well. Oh, be positive. (laughs) I never, yes, wait. Hmm. Jamar, are you there? Jamar, can you hear me? Oh, no, yes. All right, we're going with the headphone solution. All righty. <laughs> we came prepared. So, just so you know, last time when I was on the show with Neil Carter, I actually forgot hey. that we use headphones now, but this time they uh, they had a speaker which supposedly worked last week, uh, but not now. Uh, J- Jamar, can you hear me? I'm here. All you right. you hear I me?
1: Mean? Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's very muffled. Wait, yeah, can you hear or is me? that just my headphones? I
1: can hear Jamar.
0: Are You hearing him clearly?
1: Um, I mean, I I can understand what he's saying. You hear me now? Yeah, okay. I hear you. You, you hearing me? We can yeah, hear, yeah, you. I hear you.
0: What's up, Jamar? Speak. Say something. <laughs>
1: Now I hear music.
0: Okay. Is he just playing music at us? Jamar, do you
1: have a comment or question? Jamar, if
0: you have something to ask, ask it now or we're hanging
2: up. This is, the the video is kind of delayed. Stuff I said like two seconds.
0: I don't know. Hang up. Next caller Oliver from Manchester. Guys, hang up. I don't need that. Okay. uh, We're going to go next to uh, Oliver from Manchester. Uh anyway, what's going on with you this week, Tracy?
1: Just celebrating for Planned Parenthood.
0: Uh
1: yes. <laughs> Planned
0: Parenthood. Okay, so uh you wanna
1: like talk about it or you want me to Oh, I mean I'd pull? love to have cake. You know, it's <laughs> like that it's just they uh you know, it was an absolute witch hunt. Um videos were invented and things were spliced and you know, added and just it was just a bunch of crazy. And then all these Politicians who should have known better didn't really look at the evidence and instead decided to just use it as their springboard to launch harassment against Planned Parenthood yeah, because so that's Carly what their constituents Fiorina want. Carly Fiorina,
0: in an yeah. official Republican debate, said that she had personally seen a uh, video of something about <laughs> baby parts, Yeah, uh, which didn't happen. They claimed that uh, the, the people who filmed this video secretly Claimed that uh, the Planned Parenthood was selling baby parts. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is. Which right. did not happen. Right.
1: What happens is that, you know, yes, there is fetal tissue that can transfer legally. And, yes, there are fees involved. It's not done for free. I mean, there are fees involved. But that is different than selling baby parts, right? right. The I fees
0: involved basically uh, basically involve paying for shipping and the cost of. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, these, these things are basically donated to science, right? right? Yeah.
1: It's kind of like Which the is difference. Legal. Well, like if you if you were, for example, to purchase cable, right? Right. You have the cost for the cable that they sold you, mm-hmm. but then when they come out and they hook it up and they do the, it's like you you pay a fee for the box, you pay a fee for the hookup and stuff like that. But that's not right. the cable that you're buying, right? Mm-hmm. The cable that you actually buy is usually got like a monthly cost. You're paying like hundred dollars a month for all these channels. That's selling cable, but the cost to have somebody come out there and hook it up is just covering the fee for the hookup. There's a difference between a fee and selling something to someone. Uh, Covering a cost that is incurred in order to provide something is one thing. Well, anyway, (laughs)
0: Planned Parenthood was accused of doing all kinds of illegal stuff. And there was an investigation. And the grand jury, uh, which uh, came together to determine whether this Houston Planned Parenthood was uh, selling organs not only didn't indict them, but actually turned around and indicted the people who were uh, filming the video under false pretenses and wasting a bunch of people's time by yeah. lying about what the video said. And as an added bonus, which is pretty hilarious, which, which to me is one of my favorite parts about this story, um, these people were undercover asking if Planned Parenthood to sell them organs. Well, you know, it turns out that buying organs is also illegal, right? <laughs> and they were like, "Well, we weren't really going to buy it; we just said we were so we could trick them into, yeah. you know, just telling us they sold them." But no, it turns out that uh, it's still <laughs> illegal to try to buy right. organs. Right. So they're in a lot of trouble.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not good, and. Uh, it's just the other interesting thing to me is that even with even with Planned Parenthood being cleared I think it was 11 states the last time I heard that had ended their investigation cleared Planned Parenthood we still have one ongoing in Texas because we don't care about reality here. Mm-hmm. So they they had these um you know, these things that they're investigating, and then when they found out that there was no wrongdoing, then the politicians, because they couldn't let that go, they had to say, well, it may be legal, but this just seems really unethical, and maybe we need to pass some laws about this this is what's going on. And it's like, you know what? You're the legislators. So if there's a problem with the laws that are currently in effect... Guess who's responsible for those laws? Yeah, but don't encourage them. <laughs> i just, no, I'm just saying that if you're gonna sit there and say that the, that they did everything legally, but oh my gosh, these laws represent like an unethical framework, mm-hmm. and then what, you're you gonna blame parent parenthood? They didn't write the laws. It's like if you don't like your own laws, um, right. it's not Planned Parenthood's fault. Yeah, you you wrote the laws in saying, such a way.
0: Careful what you wish for. Cause I, they'll do it. I'm
1: not wishing for something. I'm simply pointing out that their criticism that what was done legally was still somehow wrong or immoral or unethical reflects on them. If they believe there's a problem with it, mm-hmm. they're the gatekeepers of the of the legislation. So you, you can't really point the finger at Planned Parenthood and say they're behaving in an unethical manner when you have written the laws in such a way that this is perfectly okay. Sure. You know, it's like you, you they, I guess it's just a thing about they need to point the finger at themselves if they're really going to stand up and say, oh, these are, you know, this is horrendous that this is legal. It's like, yeah, who's responsible for, you know, the law? Oh, yeah, that's right, you are. Right. But they don't want to look at it that way.
0: Okay. Uh, Oliver from Manchester. What are you guys doing back there? Wait, are you Is that you guys? them or is
1: it the caller? I mean, is Wait, this, is this so, are, are these guys, prank calls or is this, is this Help this the us control? out, guys.
0: Are we uh, getting prank calls who are playing music at us or are you playing music by mistake over that phone? I can't hear you. I'm going to need... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, cue up somebody else or leave Oliver on... Uh, are we going to have to ad-lib a whole show? That's kind of annoying. I don't know. Uh, do you have anything going on with you?
1: No, it's really weird because I did have something like about a week ago and then I just can't remember what it was. I just hmm. had something. I don't
0: know. But Okay. Well, uh, something happened with the Ark Park last week. Uh
1: Uh-oh.
0: At this point, I welcome somebody opening the door and coming in and saying out loud what's going on with the phone lines. (laughs) Uh, But uh, anyway, let's see. Oh, okay. They put Oliver up to high priority. So I guess uh, it is their end, maybe? Okay. All right. I'm going to read something about the Ark Park. Do it. Late yesterday afternoon, a federal judge in Kentucky I hope ruled you can hear me.
1: Oh hey! yes, I hear you now. It was was it Oliver? Is that the name? Is this Oliver? I don't see the name list. Wait a second. There's the call list. Oliver. Oliver. Is that can you, you hear me? Oliver. I heard him. I know I heard him.
0: I did, yes. All right. If somebody I'm, else hears I'm, us talking to you right on now... Right
1: now uh, there he is. Can anyone hear me? Yes, yes, we can hear you. Yes, I hear
3: you. Can you guys hear me? Yes,
1: yes we can hear you. Can you hear oh. us? <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. I
0: don't think he can hear us.
1: Ah, okay. Hmm. <laughs>
0: Live internet TV.
1: <laughs> well, this is the first time I've had like you know the, these kinds of color problems. So this is the
0: first time. Yeah. You are so lucky. Oh, yeah. Long, in the long. new
1: studios, this is What's really up, interesting. Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> is oh. that how it works?
0: Oh, okay. We left the uh, speaker on.
1: Is that a problem?
0: Okay. Wait. Can you hear us now, Oliver? This, can... Oliver.
1: I don't think he hears you.
4: No. What? Wow. Cornelius, experience on your iPad. You can listen to me.
1: <laughs> I don't think Oliver can hear us. You are on the air right now. I don't think he knows. <laughs> can you hear me? Yes. But he can't hear us telling him yes, so it doesn't matter. All right, this is awesome. Maybe he should just. Maybe the the control room should just tell him to state his question. All right. So uh, Rob, what to do.
0: Uh, Rob Boston of Americans United put up a. Uh, uh, put up a post on um, last week, January 26th, saying that late yesterday afternoon, a federal judge in Kentucky ruled that creationist Ken Ham's controversial Ark Park has a legal and constitutional right to receive a package of tax incentives from the state and thus the taxpayers. Oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> uh you remember this story Ken Ham was building a uh religious themed uh, uh amusement park uh, where they were building a model of the of Noah's Ark supposedly
1: I and, wonder what is the logic here behind the taxpayer dollars going to fund this thing
0: well uh they they were like... Uh, so Ken Ham's organization was like, it's a tourist attraction. It will bring lots of money to the state, and uh, the governor was <sighs> oh, like, okay, wow. sounds like a great idea to me, and does not no. involve any co- constitutional conflict of any kind.
1: So, what level was this judge? What is the ruling? It's a, is this a
0: federal a, judge in Kentucky, I guess. So a, it's a
1: state. Is it a state judge or a? Uh, like,
0: I think it sounds like same, a state
1: judge to me. So the Kentucky well federal so
0: what happened was uh they were going to go ahead and get all their tax write-offs but um it they were like posting a whole bunch of the usual nonsense that uh christian employers do where like you have to sign a statement of faith or you can't work for us and that doesn't fly when you are taking government contracts you have to not discriminate So at that point, Kentucky uh, was like, oh, we've made a terrible mistake. And they turned around and they uh, said, I'm sorry, you have to change your employment policies or else you can't get this money. And they said, well, screw you. Um, We're keeping our employment policies. And they did. And so the governor revoked the money.
1: Wow.
0: And then Ken Ham sued them. And apparently last week, uh, they got something.
1: Oh, I would, I would take that to the next level.
0: I definitely would also. Wow. Uh, let's see. So U.S. District Judge Gregory (sighs) Van Tottenhove, an appointee of President Bush, the second, (laughs) ruled that the tax incentive program is religiously neutral and that the ARC encounter must be permitted to take part. Um, So, and then Rob Boston does a lot of very reasonable editorializing, which is pretty much the same thing we would say. Uh, And that's at au.org on their blog from last week.
1: That is unbelievable. It's, like, it's almost like saying, well, we have to be religiously neutral, so we're just going to start tax funding churches because we can't turn them down because, you know, we're religiously neutral. It's like this is an entirely religiously themed thing. It's not, it's not even like a private school that yeah, has a right. religious affiliation and there's some argument about what, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is like just full-on religion.
0: Right. <laughs> That's Really uh, wild. No callers are marked as being on the line still. Somebody please give me a wave or give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down if we are able to take calls at this point.
1: Oh, I do have a good one here. This uh, we was...
0: could just read the caller's topic and, and uh, discuss to it, it if we want hey, to.
1: Hey, we got something. What, we got, got a thumbs up? up.
0: Okay, put somebody on, anybody. Gimme a gimme a blue line for, for whoever you're putting on. I guess we'll go back to Jamar, who I thought was trolling us the first time yeah, since we heard oh, music. And maybe Sorry. he wasn't. No, wait, now we got a different person. It's wait, uh, no, no. No? <laughs> okay. What are you gonna read?
1: Well, I don't even it's like I don't know the date on this, so I feel a little bit weird reading it, but it was this really funny article. Archbishop says he didn't know it was criminal to have sex with children. <laughs> and I read the article because I thought, oh, clearly yeah, that's
0: I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh. Wait, us. no, no.
1: No? wait, that was what? us. Wait. That I heard was... somebody. I... Is this Safi from London? No, that's us echoing. Oh.
4: Damn. It was us.
1: <laughs> it was our own voices. Um but yeah, this was a very wild thing that came up on my feed and maybe I'll have a maybe it'll have a date when I get to it, to the uh actual article. But it was Oh, actually, it was January. Posted Hello? January 29th. Uh, I oh. just okay.
0: Hello? Safi, can you hear us? The caller still Hello? cannot hear us, guys.
1: Yeah, that's a problem.
4: Hello. Hello.
1: Yeah. Hello. He's not able to hear us.
0: No.
4: Hello.
1: Can someone in the control room just tell yeah, him that
4: I can hear you?
1: You can hear us.
4: Oh, oh did you good. just hear us now? Hello, I can hear you. Oh, good. Okay.
0: Hi. I hope he doesn't Hello, just I can hear, you. hear us from Hello. the feedback on the video stream because Hello. that means he will be several seconds out of sync with us. Uh,
4: yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, I think that's what's happening. I have a about...
0: Go! I'm gonna listen. Oh great! This is a theist too. We're gonna we're
1: gonna miss it. Safi, go ahead and ask your question.
4: Hello, guy. I have a question. Uh, Since I watched some of your videos, and you people, you guys uh, uh, suggesting that there is no God, and like how how could you possibly say that with no reason?
0: Oh, so. we are going to have a lag of several seconds. I just finished hearing your question, and uh, this isn't a great way to have a back-and-forth conversation. Uh, but in a nutshell, um, what was the question? He how can to, we... He wants
1: to know how we can not believe in a God without evidence that there's no God. I think that's what he's asking.
0: Well, yeah, okay. And so Hello. I guess we're gonna say our standard thing about burden of proof, uh, which is basically that, uh, when you, when you are making a claim, uh, the, the, uh, impetus is on you Hello. to... Oh, that hurt. <laughs> Hello. Hello, can you hear me now?
4: Yeah, I can hear you.
0: Oh, excellent. Uh, you want to start this over and just repeat your question?
4: Yeah, uh, without what I yeah. you said and you guys telling that there is no God. Uh, so I wonder, I want to know that, about the reason like, uh, why, why there is no God and uh, how, could you, how, how could you possibly say that, that there is no God and stuff like that.
0: The reasons that people present for believing in God are just not good. And the default position for uh, is not to assume belief in something that hasn't been demonstrated, and that goes not only for gods, but for UFOs and uh, unicorns and leprechauns and well, all that for anything, stuff. even
1: for police. I mean, you wouldn't believe in them unless there was unless you had evidence that there were police. Sure. Right. I mean, so and I, ha- I do have evidence there. Right. That right. Police. But but the point is, I mean, it, it doesn't just go for for claims that are disproven. The claims that are proven, you believe in them because of evidence as well. Right. So you, time- you have to have a reason to believe something, um, and you usually would not believe it unless you had some reason to believe that it was accurate.
4: All right. Well, there's a lot of uh, evidence, like uh, who made the universe? And why the do whole you? World,
0: why uh, would we assume it was a who?
4: There must be someone who made it. No, like, why are we, I we, someone, we, I we, we not assume that there was a someone? Well, and the
1: other thing is people who study the origins of the universe have not come forward to say that there's a lot of evidence that someone was involved in producing it.
0: Right. There has not been any indication from anything we've learned through science that shows that there's any kind of a who or a person or a mind behind it.
4: No, but the science tells us that everything, like, when we invent something, like, there is a person behind it the, who invents something or who uh, discovers something. That, like, it cannot be discovered by itself, but there is someone.
0: Right, but the difference between man-made artifacts and things you just find lying around, like rocks and sand and trees and people is that, when it comes to man-made artifacts, we have direct evidence that, uh, in many cases, we can track down the actual person who made the thing. Whereas, when it comes to, say, a tree, uh, we don't have the same kind of information.
4: Well, okay, what do you know about the, about the world, about this world that we live in right now? So. Uh, How did it come to life? Uh,
0: There are things we know about that and things we don't know about that. But when it comes to things that we don't know about that, uh, the thing to do is not just jump to conclusions and make up a story about a magical guy who did everything, the thing to do is continue investigating and find out uh, the information. Well, and, and I, would prob- all, yeah. I,
1: I would just note that if you want to know what evidence we do know, like what is known about the universe and the world and how those things came to exist, all of the evidence to date that would be known would be found in something called, called cosmology, right? So um, mm-hmm. physics... There's a there's a branch of physics that deals with this um, that you could look into if you wanted to know what information is currently available on that question. But one thing that's not currently available is that there's any evidence that there's a personality involved in this.
4: Well, well you might know about the Big Bang, the Big Bang. Sure. Yeah, but uh, you know, like, how can it? How could it be by itself? but there there is will be some there will be some is something behind it uh, to do it
0: well, we don't know that because the thing about the big Bang is that there is uh this period of time called uh the Planck, Planck. constant yeah. um, uh so at a certain point uh we figured out about the Big Bang by basically extrapolating backwards and figuring out that everything is basically moving away from each other at a, at a certain rate. And by working out what that rate is and working backwards, we were able to figure out that things became more and more compressed as you go back in time. But a weird thing happens when they, when a whole lot of matter gets very, very densely packed into a very, very small space, which is that uh, the laws of physics as we know them don't work the same way mathematically. And because we don't have any direct experience with uh, basically essentially different laws of physics, we aren't able to speculate about exactly what happened before that point. There right. are a number of... But, Hypothesis, but you could,
4: you could, one of you which... Could possibly think that there's something behind it. Uh, but, but thinking of nothing doesn't mean like there's not n- no one behind it.
1: Right, it doesn't mean there's no one behind it. The problem is there's no evidence that there is someone behind it. Right,
4: which is why, you, which is why time, you need yeah.
0: like positive evidence for a god before you jump right. to right. that I mean, conclusion. I could
1: speculate all kinds of things, but without evidence, why would I?
4: Oh... Uh, There's no reason that you can possibly think of that.
1: Well, what I'm saying is that when it comes to physics and the people who study this and they they look and examine the evidence and they understand the evidence best... They are not of the opinion at this time that someone was behind this. And so my question is, if the people who are best qualified and have the best access to the best evidence are saying that they don't currently have a reason to think there's a person behind it, why would I think that?
0: Right. And, I mean, when you say there's no possible way we can think of a god, well, I mean, I have a great imagination. I read a lot of science fiction and fantasy. Uh, You know, I can think of all kinds of possible creation myths, but that doesn't make any of them true. So...
1: I mean, does the, do you understand what we're saying? Is it making sense to you at least? I mean, I'm not asking if you agree with us, but do you at least understand what we're describing?
4: I, I'm still looking. Okay.
1: I couldn't understand. You got cut off. Are we breaking up?
4: It's
1: a little bit... The connection's okay. a little bad. I'm just getting sounds. I'm not even getting...
4: Yeah. I'm
0: getting... Real choppy, like
1: the connection is bad.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry, Safi. I'm I, very sorry because I, I would
1: have loved to continue this conversation, but we have right. to. We would have to get this line fixed.
0: Yeah, this isn't working too well. I mean, it could be that he's calling all the way from London, and uh, the internet relay could be unpredictable between here and there uh so i guess we're going to go to uh jamar who was originally our first caller uh so let me so give me a sign when that comes up and let's see did we finish talking about the uh plain parenthood thing
1: i think we Oh, i was going to talk about this. this. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, oh you were going to read something archbishop says he didn't know it was criminal to have sex with children The St. Louis archbishop embroiled in a sexual abuse scandal testified he didn't know in the 1980s whether it was illegal for priests to have sex with children according to a released court deposition. Archbishop Robert Carlson, who was chancellor of the Archdiocese of Minneapolis and St. Paul at that time, was deposed as part of a lawsuit against the Twin Cities Archdiocese and the Diocese of Winona, Minnesota in a video released by St. Paul law firm Jeff Anderson and Associates, the Catholic Archbishop is asked whether he had known it was a crime for an adult to engage in sex with a child. Quote, I'm not sure whether I knew it was a crime or not. Unquote. Carlson responded, quote, I understand today it's a crime. Unquote. When asked when he first realized it was a crime for an adult, including priests, to have sex with a child, Carlson, 69, shook his head, quote, I don't remember, he testified. So, I mean...
0: I'm I'm not going to blame Christianity in general for this guy's problems but I am going to say that um that theists will call all the time and say how can you understand the difference between right and wrong if you don't believe in a god right because all the basis <laughs> yeah. of right and, uh, of understanding morality ultimately comes from a divine being who tells us like you know Hamish called in for the last 2 weeks uh and uh, and he repeated this line a whole bunch of times. And I guess Matt wound up thinking that Hamish was trolling us. I'm not sure. right? Um, but this is a common argument. And the problem is that when you allegedly get your right and wrong from this decree, yeah. that somebody just says, oh yeah, this is what I say is good, and this way is uh, is what I say is bad. Um When the God isn't talking directly about a specific situation, that type of moral reasoning prevents you from making intelligent decisions. (laughs) Like... Is it okay to uh, have sex with with a child when you are in a position of power over that child? Even if you aren't,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's
0: like, yeah,
5: of course, even if you aren't. So but I mean, it's up.
0: especially horrible when right. the, they're under. You know, when when you have some kind of power over them. Yeah. Although as an adult, you automatically have some kind of authority and power over kids. Um, that is <laughs> coercive and manipulative, and I, that's not
1: okay. yeah, and I can't I just can't believe that I mean, it, it almost in my head seems to be an irrelevancy because it's like so not knowing yeah. it was illegal would be the reason you think it's okay. I mean, like, right. like, there's nothing in your head that said maybe this would be problematic even if it's legal. Yeah, and, like there
0: is a difference between legal and ethical, and people should sure. keep that in mind.
1: Sure, but you would think that something like sex with a child would be pretty straightforward in someone's head. Right. And the what was really interesting too is the idea that you know people were writing and. Um, there is nothing in the Bible about age restrictions on sexuality. No,
0: there isn't. And <laughs> so, I mean, in a lot of cases, so like, wow. uh, you know, there are direct commands in the Old Testament to uh, make off with uh, young girls as spoils of war who, you know, you, girls who are young enough to be virgins yeah. uh, because, uh, you know, you got to be sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting how much... Um, and save okay. them
0: up to be your wife. How
1: much criticism I think Islam takes for, you know, young women being married or even children being married off. And yet Christianity... Justify, Christianity yeah, oh Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying that it shouldn't. I'm just saying that it's just interesting to me that Christianity has no restrictions on it. And yet no one seems to turn around and point that out. Right. It's like you may not be taking advantage of it in a broad way in the U.S. because it wouldn't be legal. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I mean in some Christian cults they do find out that this is going on that they're marrying off these girls at a super young age and from right, a biblical yeah. perspective this is perfectly acceptable mm-hmm. there is no restriction on it
0: okay uh, let's get back to calls uh, we are going to Jamar who was our first caller and how are you I am can you hear me yes I can mm-hmm. I hope the connection holds up this time uh, sorry that I assumed you were playing music at me it turned out it was technical <laughs> difficulties
2: yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so um, I want to talk about um, Islam for a minute. Mm-hmm. I got into a, a debate with one of my friends on Facebook uh, last night, and okay, so he posted um, a photo set. The photos have like captions on them, and it says, "There are over, there are well over a billion Muslims on this planet. If Islam is really about violence, you all be dead now. Stop letting your TV and newspaper tell you who to hate." In response, I said, the point is not that all Muslims are bad. Many Muslims are very sane and acceptable people. The point is that Islam, taken as a set of ideas, is very toxic. To criticize Islam is not to criticize all Muslims. It's simply attacking a set of ideas. And then we basically went on to banter a little, and he said something that really surprised me because it's not the way I would expect um, a theist to respond. Mm-hmm. But, so... um. I I linked, uh, I linked to him like a bunch of uh, verses in the Quran that were horrible, like uh, okay. sex slavery and stuff. And he basically said, you know, yeah. and he, in response, he, he posted a whole bunch of uh, Quranic verses that were um, evil as well. And, and he was like, look, pointing out things oh. that speak against the Quran is not uh, helping your case. Um, this is not what all we all believe and yada, yada, yada. So I was just wondering how, how they all respond to somebody who knows that there's toxic things in his religion and doesn't care. that's a tricky one. well, we and get the actually, same
1: thing with Christianity though I mean wow, right. this is have we seen this before? <laughs> you know? yeah
0: um, the thing is, okay, so your call went in a different direction than I was expecting in a very um,
1: positive direction
0: yeah um, <laughs> so I mean, I have spoken to a lot of ex-muslims, and uh, when i when I talk about Uh, the fact that bigotry against Islam does exist. I am taking a page straight from, uh, from these people like ex, -ex ex-Muslims of North America who, uh, being of a certain, uh, racial origin and background and, uh, having been raised in Islam often find themselves facing the same kind of bigotry that actual current, uh, Islam, uh, uh, current Muslims deal with and there were actually uh, I remember news stories right after uh, 9-11 where uh, I believe Sikhs were attacked in New York, people who are not related to Muslims at all because they look like them <laughs> yeah, okay. so I I would be aware that this is a thing that happens but Islam is a religion that is full of a lot of terrible bullshit <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, a lot of other religions, uh, and I, I'm not clear from what you said whether this guy is aware of the terrible things that are in his book, and he just is. says, "Well, yeah." But I mean, does what exactly did he say as as dismissing that? Like, did he say, "Oh, I don't follow those verses," or what else?
2: He said, and looking at the comments right now he said finding things that talk down upon islam from the internet easy lol does not mean that that they are what we believe or believe are true well don't worry bro i'll get you a copy of the quran we can sit down together and talk
0: about it Mm -hmm. okay but i would ask him okay why don't you take those things seriously that that's exactly the same question that i would ask of any christian I, i mean You know, I would take a specific verse that you think is really bad, and there is no shortage of them, and say, uh, do you agree that that's true? And then, uh, you know, or this is a correct way to behave. And if he says, no, it isn't a correct way to behave, then you could maybe point out, then you don't really get your morality or your information about the reality of the universe from this book. You are filtering it through your modern experience, which has nothing to do with that book. And you're just picking and choosing the parts that agree with what you already want to think, right?
2: Yeah, even even though I, um, I've repeatedly said throughout this thread, me and him, this banter we had, that um, I'm not against Muslims as people, just Islam. I'm pretty sure in response to that he would just say he would just conflate um, anti-Islam with bigotry against Muslims.
0: Okay, well he's wrong. They are yeah. they are two different things that that are often uh, that often go hand in hand, and I don't want to whitewash that because there are a lot of people who are like I'm just engaging in innocent criticism of bad doctrine, uh, you know, but. We should uh, kick all Muslims out of the country and and firebomb Muslim countries without regard to whether whether the civilians have actually committed terrorist acts. Like those are things that do go on, but there is still a difference. There is still a big space between pointing out that there are big problems with verses in the Quran and that stuff.
1: Yeah. I
0: understand that.
2: I have no question about that. It's just that I'm, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure sometime this week, during the uh, sometime this week, we're gonna have some sort of discussion about Islam. Um, we're gonna sit down and go through the Quran and okay. have, just have a rational discussion. But I'm I'm just I just want to know like what can I possibly say, if anything, to get him to. Uh, I I would
1: just ask, like, show him the verses that concern you and ask Mm -hmm. him, what does this mean to you? Like, when you're reading, like, when I'm reading it, here's what it means when I read it. But clearly, for you, this means something very different. So can you explain to me what it means to you and how you arrive at that? Just try to see, like, how he deals with these issues that, I mean, I'm assuming that you don't think that he's the type of person that ethically would agree with the ideas that you have a problem with in the book. Mm -hmm. And so you're kind of looking at it saying, well, you don't seem like the type of person that would support these ideas, but here are the ideas, and they sound really horrendous. Um, Can you explain to me how do you reconcile in your head being the good person that I know you are And saying that you subscribe to this book that seems to me to be clearly espousing these thoughts that are toxic. Um, And just let him explain how that reconciles in his head and just see what he says and respond to it at that point.
0: And also, if he's going to be hung up on... Any and all criticism of Islam is automatically anti-Muslim bigotry. Uh, I would try to turn that around and have a discussion with him about something else that you could both agree on, like Christianity. Yeah. Uh, don't bring it down to verses in the Quran. Uh, like focus on like bring up your some of your favorite evil Bible quotes, <laughs> uh, of which there are also many, and ask him if he finds it acceptable to analyze the Bible um, and uh, morally evaluate the things that the Bible says, yeah. and then maybe use his answers as kind of a jumping-off point to compare this the two conversations yeah. and ask why one of them is off-limits. Right.
2: It's funny that you say that, because right after the com- the first comment I made on his photo set, um he immediately responded by saying to take the religion of Christianity as a set of ideas is dangerous. <laughs> so he, uh, he concede right. that Christianity yeah. <laughs> is uh evil and bad, but he doesn't so, concede that uh Islam is so
0: look this then- you you have an opening with him yeah. you both don't like christianity <laughs> so use that as a you know as a place to you know come together and hug and uh, and share a moment where you both are on the same page yeah. and then work your way out from there see
2: um, yeah i understand what you're saying it's just um okay so one of my main talking points against Islam is that, uh, groups like ISIS and Al-Qaeda sort of subscribe to this very conservative, very literal translation of Islam, and I fear that me saying that will come off to him as, uh, every Muslim is just, is just like ISIS or every Muslim that supports ISIS, um... I'm just just not sure that I can frame it in such a way where I can sort of dispel that Um, motion.
0: Well, one, I'm not sure that's really your best talking point if you want to reach him. So maybe consider not using that unless you think you have a way to, again, achieve common ground with him. Like, presumably he... Doesn't agree with ISIS either in their beliefs or their tactics, and so uh, you could. I I mean, if it were, if I were in that position, like I'd be talking to, let's say, uh, the Westboro Baptist Church, who who hate gay people, or the uh, you know, or the awful. Uh, clergy in Uganda who pushed through these laws that uh, gay people should actually, it should be legal to murder them. Uh, And I wouldn't necessarily try to tar all Christians with that brush, but I would maybe talk about this as a way of getting Christians to agree, you know, It's not good enough to just have faith, because I believe those Ugandan ministers have as much faith as you do. There has to be some kind of framework, some kind of basis for reasoning about right and wrong, in addition to the God said this and so it's true position.
2: Okay. I'm just trying to think of... I don't know. All right, I guess that's good for now. I'm not sure... Um,
0: Yeah... I don't know. I mean, I agree with your point that uh, like, I uh, extremist religious terrorism uh, that is specifically Muslim is a big problem, and it's something. Uh, it's one reason why there's an especial motive to get people to understand that uh, that these holy books aren't so great. Uh, I'm just mm-hmm. saying be careful about using that as your point because it will, you know, in some ways just help him put up a wall and say, oh, this guy is characterizing me in a way by saying I believe something that I don't. So if your goal is to communicate with him, then maybe don't put it in those terms. Okay. Let's
2: see. Um, And... How do I, uh, how do I sort of, uh, voice that, um, specific beliefs translate into actions without, uh, again, (laughs) you know, like, how do I get him to see that, uh, beliefs actually matter and that while he may not be, you know, bigoted, he may not approve of what Isis is doing etc but how i been to see that um,
1: you can use other people take you can it- you can use Christians as an example um, when we get Christian callers we'll get all kinds of weird interpretations of things like um, there's times when I've seen Matt you know call out slavery in the Bible and a person on the phone will say it's not in there and Matt will say yes it is and in fact it says XYZ and the person will say no it doesn't say that and so Matt will open the Bible and he will read it to them this is what. It, well, you're taking it out of context. Okay, can you explain the context to me then? Like, what is the context where this is okay? And then you'll have another Christian who will call in and you'll say, "There's slavery in the Bible," and they'll say, "Yes, but it was a nice slavery, and it's okay." <laughs> you know. So these people have these ways that they believe these verses translate, what they believe that God is telling them through these verses, and they will take that and like you're saying one of them goes one direction with it one of them goes another direction with it but the the reason they're going in two different directions with the same verses is that their their beliefs are driving them in different directions. So one of them does not believe that their God would say that slavery is all right. And so they go a certain way and say, no, slavery is wrong. And if the Bible is talking about slavery, we just don't understand it because it can't be advocating slavery. And then somebody else reads it and they say, well, this clearly seems to be advocating slavery. And so slavery must be okay under these circumstances because God said it's okay. Yeah, and... Also,
0: uh, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Um, in a lot of cases, it will, when a theist that you're talking to runs out of answers, he will circle back to the faith answer, which which in theistic minds trumps everything, mm-hmm. where they're going to say, well, I can't pretend to understand why this verse makes sense or is correct, right. um, but I have faith mm-hmm. that... Uh, that God knows what he's doing, and so I'm certain of it. Um, And at that point, it really brings it... uh, Although they're trying to be objective by saying that that God is telling them to do this, you really just kind of have to come back to, well, I don't agree with that, (laughs) because... Saying you have faith is not a trump card that just ends the discussion. It's like, oh, well, you believe this thing and you don't have any reason for believing it. So I'm just going to say you're wrong and I don't need a reason because yeah. that's because that's what you're saying.
1: Yeah. But, but when it comes to a demonstration of how people act on their beliefs, right, you can have um, liberal Christians, for example, who will allow gays to be married in their churches And then you have conservative Christians who are doing everything they can to fight gay marriage, right? They won't even, they don't even want to allow it as legal, let alone in their church. They, they don't even want to allow anybody else in society to do this because their religion, they believe, you know, is driving them to ban this in, in society for everyone. Um, and then you have the same, uh, the same, you know, people who have the same book in those pews. Um, who also call themselves Christians, who are ha- performing gay marriages right there in their church. So really? it's what they believe about it does motivate action, right? So if mm-hmm. if a person interprets it a certain way and they think that this is what God is saying should be done, um, they are going to act on that. But you can't predict, I think, it, I, I want to say... I don't know if Jeff D. made this up or if that's just where I first heard it, but I think he's the first time I heard somebody talking about the idea of handing somebody a gun or handing a bunch of children a pop gun and sometimes it shoots caps and sometimes it shoots bullets and you don't know when it's going to shoot what and you just give it to a bunch of people or kids or whatever and you let them play with it. And that's kind of what these books are like, right? They have these ideas and they're telling people God is telling them this and for some people it may just be a cap. It goes off and they marry a couple... Of gay people in their church, and then for somebody else, it's a bullet, and they end up fighting to strip people of their rights through all of society, and you know, executing people in other countries. And it's, I mean, you have this these horrific results from this same set of verses because people believe God is talking to them.
0: Right. The the notion of faith is itself harmful, even if. <laughs> In not every individual case, it leads to harmful consequences. Uh, the problem is... There's still bullets in the gun. Yes. <laughs> yeah. that, that's what I mean. Glorifying the idea that it's okay and even uh, praiseworthy mm-hmm. to believe something without uh, understanding the foundation or without having good reasons for believing is...
2: That's a really good analogy. The cap
1: gun. Yeah, I didn't make it up, and I I think I first heard it from Jeff, and I don't know if he's the person that invented it or if if he's just the first person I heard it from. But it's not original with me. But yeah, it is a good example of, of how these books are dangerous. Even though you can find situations where somebody is believing it and not hurting someone, that doesn't mean that it's not dangerous. Right. Well,
0: uh, best of luck with your conversation, Jamar, and um, if you need some more sympathetic people to uh, to get eyes on your debate, uh, you should consider uh, joining the Atheist Experience Official Discussion Group. Yeah,
1: go for it. Uh,
0: which goes by that name, and you could just look yeah. it up.
1: And I bet if you go to the blog uh, for this show entry, you'll see people commenting on this call, oh, and yeah. you can probably bounce ideas off sure. of them, too.
0: Right. Okay. All right.
1: Thank you. Sure. See ya. See ya. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, so we're gonna take um, Modesto from the UK is uh, is our next caller. It looks like. Sure. Uh, and meanwhile, let's see what happened that was interesting this week. I wrote a blog post, which Go for it. is a rare thing for me these days. <laughs> Uh, And I'm kind of sad about that. I miss blogging. So I actually wrote a big, full, meaty blog post talking about uh, stuff. And what I was talking about specifically was some puzzles that I used to read when I was a kid uh, about a place called the Island of Knights and Knaves, where... Uh, and and I have some links on the blog post if you would like to read and solve some of these puzzles yourself because they're really entertaining. Uh, but the, the idea is that on this island, everyone you meet is guaranteed to be either a knight who always tells the truth or a knave who always lies. And the nature of the puzzles is that they'll say some things and you have to figure out what they are. Um, but I was using that as a way of talking about religious apologetics because often they will over generalize things in a way where they will like, if you really dig into what the argument is that they're making, they're really implying that everyone is either a knight or a knave because they'll, they'll say things like, you'll see really bewildering arguments like, Oh, there was this old city mentioned in the Bible, but, and, People didn't know it existed, but then archaeologists found it. So, guess that proves that the Bible's reliable. <laughs> and what they're saying is, because the Bible has said one true thing in it, every single thing it ever said must be true. Yeah. Uh, so, I thought that was entertaining. And no,
1: that's a good point. I mean, and yeah, it's It's a lot of black and white thinking, I think, that comes mm-hmm. out of, um, especially the more conservative sects of religion. I'm going right. to go that route. So,
0: yeah, freethoughtblogs.com slash AXP is where you can find that. Um, Modesto, are you on the line?
3: Yes, I am. Hi. Hello, first time caller. Uh, just wanted to ask your thoughts on uh, street epistemology. It's a v- YouTube video I've been watching where a, uh, a an individual wearing a GoPro just sits down and uh, talks Anthony, to people. That's five actually minutes.
1: Anthony's site, right? Yeah, um, yeah, an- Anthony's. Anthony's coming now. to talk.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I guess we are in favor of
5: him, then.
1: <laughs> yeah. I've worked, I've <laughs> okay. worked with okay. him a little bit. Uh, and yeah, it's an interesting project.
3: And uh, I, I found that his talks to be really uh, interesting <laughs> and uh, the whole street epistemology thing to be really... Uh, Really does, cool. And, does uh,
1: he argue the, with people,
3: but, or does he, he, he has just discussions give, give and he lectures? he
1: asks them questions? It's like very Socratic, and he um, okay. he breaks it down. And then afterwards, sometimes what he'll do is he'll go back through and sort oh. of crit, critique his own discussion. Huh. So it's kind of interesting.
0: What's what position does he generally take?
1: He just asks questions. I mean, he doesn't – well, he uses the Socratic method so
3: he yeah. doesn't actually ask any questions. a matter of fact, he doesn't like to give off any answers at all unless it, – it, it, at least after they uh, – he breaks down some of the other person's beliefs. And really it's so, just he, – he listens to their belief, mm-hmm. their statement. He gets them to – restate that statement right and he rephrases it in his own words and to then make after sure they, that yeah he then gets them to uh hear what he said yeah. and then they're like oh no no no, that's not what i meant <laughs> it's a very it.
1: high level of communication that he's using i mean it's in it's no a way. Re, no, i, mean, I they, mean from a communication standpoint which that was one of my areas of study he's doing everything right he's mm-hmm. saying you tell me what you're saying and then i'm going to tell you what i thought what i heard Can you tell me if that's what you're saying? Did I hear you right?
0: Right, but it sounds like he's trying to trick people with some sort of cross-examination.
1: He's trying to make sure that they both agree, that they're both in agreement about what the message is. Okay,
0: but how can they know if they agree on anything if he is not... Presenting in a a position
1: No, agree on what they've said No, agree
0: on what they've said
1: Right, he's only interested in what they're believing And he's examining their beliefs And so he does this communication thing Where he tries to communicate as clearly as possible With the people And he's very, very um, polite about it Like he's super, super considerate in the conversation
0: I I have to say If I were in that situation in person I would find it a little bit obnoxious Because I would assume There was some sort of agenda going on and I would be frustrated if, uh, I mean, mm. you know, I've had calls I, like this no, where my, the callers mm. actually would try to lead me down. No,
1: some he's not, he's act. not going anywhere with it. There's no clinch. Okay. What he's because he never quits asking questions. There's never any point All where right. he stops and says, "Oh, gotcha." It's okay. like it, it would be like if you were telling somebody about something they'd never heard of, mm-hmm. and so they're just asking you questions and they're right. saying, "Oh, well, that sounds interesting." So are you saying that it's like blah blah blah? And you're like, "No, it's not quite like that. It's like this." And they' and like if if someone had a real legitimate interest in something that you were telling okay. them. Um, and they were not familiar with it because he treats their beliefs as though this is your belief. It's the first time I'm hearing it, uh, and so he he really does sort of ask them about it like a person who has an interest in learning what this person believes. And so it's okay. it, but it's interesting because it does, does go it? down some some weird things because it because like we run into on the show a mm-hmm. lot of times people haven't thought about their beliefs at okay. a deep level. It's, they're interesting conversations, and it's an interesting way to go about it. And he's like extre- I just want to say he's extremely considerate when he has these conversations.
0: Yeah, I believe it. I'm just wondering what you what people get out of the videos. Like, uh, I mean. I don't know. When we have discussions on the atheist experience, like we are definitely learning about people's beliefs, and and uh, but at the same time, like we we have a position, state our point of view. Well, and
1: this is what's interesting. In the in the one thing that I worked with him on, we script, It was a I won't, it wasn't scripted in the sense that he wrote it, but it was an actual dialogue that he had had in text, and right. so I performed the voice for the person <laughs> on the other side. Okay, and he did it in a verbal context for this text exchange. And what was interesting is that I had to keep voicing this person's responses and she was getting very frustrated (laughs) but also kind of making assumptions that he disagreed with her, even though he had never said that he disagreed with anything she said. He was just asking questions, but... And they weren't, like, rude or there was nothing nasty about it. He was being very kind and just saying, but, you know, and so what do you think about this? And so what you're, what I hear you saying is that. And she would just be very, very, almost get angry and defensive sometimes about um, just about the idea that if someone's questioning me, they must necessarily be criticizing me. And mm-hmm. it was like he never did that. It wasn't like a, a, a motivated set of questions. It was just a very inquiry-style dialogue, but people sometimes get really freaked out about it because they, they're not used to being questioned at all.
3: Right. And, and Anthony does use... Uh, he, he read uh, Peter um book uh, How to Create an Atheist, and in it, he, he makes some... It, it's not a bad book. He does say some bad things, but uh, <laughs> That it, okay. he he takes a little bit of liberty with uh, his statements, I guess. And but he, the the street epistemology is a you know, direct from that book, and he uses <laughs> the logic and the Socratic method based on that. And I I think Anthony does also still use a little bit of he he, actually, he has an agenda, but his agenda is ultimately to get the person to uh, think and actually. Uh, so you know, I believe this, and then it's like, okay, well, give me your best shot. I'll listen to it, and then he'll restate it. And they're like, "Well, no, no, that's not really what I believe." I'm like, "Well, you just said that." Okay, it, he gets them to actually think about what they're what they're stating instead of just repeating, regurgitating something that their uh, their uh, priest or their uh, who, whoever they're listening to. Yeah, the uh, conversation uh,
1: because what happens is they have these apologetic scripts that they're used to, and mm-hmm. when you we've seen it on the show, and yes, yeah. we're a little bit more confrontational. But I think <laughs> yes. that um what happens even when he does it in a more mild way, you get these interesting conversations because the person comes off script. they mm-hmm. don't know how to respond to these questions well, I'm because all they for that. you know and <laughs> so you get these really interesting conversations hmm. okay yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: when did you say he's going to be coming here?
1: uh I think Steve said he was coming to talk. I might. I don't know. Okay, I, well, I, I'm uh, not sure exactly when or what that was about. I we just know I figured out
0: and start announcing it, because yeah. I'm sure but, you've got people's curiosity up. And if you're local, to Austin, and watch me, I
1: probably said something completely wrong, misheard yeah. <laughs> something, and now I'm like, you yeah, know, yeah, everybody wants right. to see it. But
0: uh, for anybody who's curious, our lecture schedule is the second sunday of every month is that right it's
1: posted at our website uh
0: go to (laughs) go to atheist community -community atheist-community.org and you will find out yeah
1: and look at (laughs) search for lectures and you'll find them all right I,
3: i was also hoping i could possibly do a plug uh real quick uh, military a- uh, associations and atheists uh, and freethinkers, MAF. Oh yeah. It's for uh, military uh, mm-hmm. members, it's um, free to join, and yeah, uh, they're a good it, group. They're basically, a humanist, humanist organization.
1: Yeah. Okay.
3: Thank. Thank you. Yeah. Thank Thanks.
1: you.
0: Bye. Bye. Uh, let's see. It is now five thirty, which would have been the cutoff time at the old studio. Uh, we spread out a little more here, but we are going to stop asking for. New people to Skype in, so you if you haven't got your name on the list already, sorry, try again next week, yeah, because uh, we but, have a
1: bit of a load still left, right.
0: but we will finish talking to uh, other people who are already on the line, starting with Matthew in Adelaide, and uh, in the meantime uh. <laughs>
1: I'm out of. Material. You know, it's it's interesting because we can see you know the questions that the control room has up next to the callers and right. like so I'm reading the question just... and I look at that and I'm like the way they worded it. Now, get me don't yeah. get me wrong because the question as they're translating it may not be exactly what the caller asked. Yes. That's not always the case. But when I'm reading this particular question, <laughs> my thought is how in the world are we supposed to answer this? Yeah,
0: right. I know. Matthew, like... are you
6: there?
1: Matthew, can we talk to Matthew and? What is it, Adelaide?
0: Yes. I don't know
6: what Hello state God. that's in. Hey, Hello, hey,
1: Matthew. is
6: that Matthew? Oh, wow, nice to be on. Ah, okay. okay. What, where is Adelaide? Adelaide's in South Australia, so ah, okay. uh, between <laughs> Perth and uh, Sydney, Sydney on the East Coast, we're in the South Central, where uh, north of us is Darwin, Alice Springs in the, in the middle, where are the Uluru, with the the... Uh, as rock, and then uh, yeah, we're in the south, so South Australia. Okay, okay, well, uh, good <laughs> day, <laughs> Very thorough. D- d- um, as you guys uh, know, Matt, we had uh, Aaron, Matt, and Seth uh, recently mm-hmm. travelled to to I, Australia I heard, New yes. yep. and New Zealand. and look, yeah, obviously I missed them a bit. It was disappointing. They kind of uh, went right over my over overhead. Uh, <laughs> Aaron and uh, Matt went to Perth, so we missed them a bit, but. Um, Really, really appreciate what you guys do, and uh, you know, you're, um, it's awesome. Uh, I just wanted to thank you for that before I kind of share my, my situation. Okay. Um, I guess it's just, we are more of a secular country in some ways, but we have Mm -hmm. pockets of just, you know, I guess things where just, you, you, I guess I call them like baffle, baffle zones, just, (laughs) just where things just baffle the bits. And I just wanted to kind of, um, I guess, figure out a bit more about what I was believing for years. I'm a previous, you know, Christian and it's just one of those, I was part of what I consider now a cult. It was a an ex Pentecostal leader. Oh okay, yeah.
0: Did you speak in tongues or anything?
6: <laughs> I did, Well, it was uh, at one stage about that 13, 14 years of age. I just had a crack at it uh, <laughs> thinking that I was uh, thinking I knew what I was doing. <laughs> okay. um, and, and
0: I, I really I would, I, um, in your defense, I would say you knew what you were doing just as much as anybody else who was speaking in tongues. <laughs> yeah, exactly,
6: exactly. <laughs> I, I, I think what I was, uh, the dangers of it was they always looked at every other religion, even in Christianity religion, and probably more even internally, just questioning it like as if we're not part of the rest of the Christians.
1: Sure, <laughs> that's not uncommon. And, that, and that's right. something yeah. that we're special snowflakes yeah and i
6: actually left the church uh and and ha- and even my dad had ups and downs with challenges and i guess it was almost like we were always a struggling christian and a, a lot of people the dangers i think of religion in general and especially what i was going through with christianity was just that it's it's almost so unnatural to the human element and the, it's just the way we we operate and it's it's just something that I, I, I guess it's just a freeing to say because it's, it's not something that you're kind of almost scared to say because it's become, you, you, you're seen as a heathen or a horrible person because you want to go with what you want to do. And I'm not saying legal, illegally or other people. No, just
1: I understand. The natural,
6: just the natural way we operate as humans. <laughs> yes. Uh, and the way we kind of process and get to figure out ourselves. So I, I'm, I want to talk to you especially... It's it's awesome to speak to you two guys. You guys, uh, Tracy, you're just so awesome. And Russell, uh, look, I just want to, you personally may have been really, some of the stuff you said has just really hit home to me and, oh, and uh, stop, it makes sense <laughs> to me. <laughs> but tra- Tracy, when I, I think about some of the stuff you've talked about in particular, that's, I just had a horrible teenage years. Um, and it was stuff, just some of the stuff that was about going through my puberty stages and stuff like that. And I just think about, and I, my, I feel for a lot of teenagers that go through
5: mm-hmm.
6: just mm-hmm. dealing with that. And I just wanted to ask you, when people still say it's just a, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for here, just the process of relationships and just how, how the, why why God is, why the people use God as a love thing, a love connection, <laughs> or as is that is that something that is come up, is that, what's the word, I'm, I'm trying to get my, I'm, I had this question earlier, so <laughs> it's basically just: is it is it something that is a emotional tool, or is that something do you do you think there was generally something oh. from the past? No, I, I
1: think I think religion uses emotion very heavy handedly.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah.
4: I
0: think oh, just, um, I, I've done some reading about cult tactics. I mean, you mentioned that you thought it was similar to a cult, and like the the line between a mainstream religion and a cult is something that. <laughs> I've sometimes been a little fuzzy on what the real difference is. Everybody is, is. but um, one of the things that uh, cults do, and this has been like studied by uh, you know people who are trying to mitigate their harm, is they they engage in a tactic called love bombing, which is where they basically say that. Um, you know, oh, you are part of this group now, and we love you unconditionally, and nobody else out in the world outside this cult is ever going to love you the way we do. So, I mean, it's it serves as a way to simultaneously give people good, happy feelings about the people in their cult, but...
6: It was like we never read the Bible much. So it was just judging each other and questioning each other. And it, there was a lot of judgment in the church. We actually started <laughs> crazy. The church ended up stopping communion, stopping sermons, stopping mm-hmm. and worship. And we just sit in meetings at each other's houses and just talk about each other and judge each other and question each other. Wow. It, went, it was nuts. And the... When I went back to another church, I was introduced to a church from a mate I was playing tennis with here in, in Adelaide, and he, I went to his church, and it was, for, for lack of a better word, a normal church. It was one of those more, you know, dancing, music, the drums, beat. It was uh, the youthful, you know. Right. You know, one of those type of churches. Yeah. Where Actually, some churches, i got another mate that didn't like that, because it's uh, it's too youthful music. No, sure, me. sure. Uh, traditional. So... Mm-hmm. Um, um, when I they started reading the Bible, quotes of the Bible, and it just hit me, and it just I started to see well, you've, you're all kind of figure, you can't even figure out amongst yourselves what kind of religion. But my <laughs> mate said to me, it was an interesting thought. I wanted to kind of pass you this one. No, 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 all the religions are wrong. It's God. It man religion is man made, and God never wanted religion. And so this guy uses the Bible. And uses religion to oppose religion. Uh, I, can you can you get get that one around your head? I don't understand that. That's that's kind of I don't get that. I, I, my football team's the best football team, and the other football teams don't know really how to play football in this competition. Um, so using almost like the 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 sport's really poor, but my team's the best, uh, and they really know, and no one else really knows. Or it's just got this real smell of weird. Tribalism. I don't get it. Please explain that to me, where people are thinking like that.
0: You're, you're ti- I think the word you're looking for is tribalism.
6: Tribalism, but it's not even...
0: But no, not usually,
1: I mean, when I when I see that, normally they're not using the Bible to endorse it. Like, usually what you'll have is a person who has given up on religion altogether and yet still is adhering to theism. I ha- it's rare to see somebody that's adhering to a particular holy book saying that religion itself is wrong.
4: Mm. But right. I,
1: I have Second seen... American? I've seen people who don't subscribe to any sort of organized religion who just have their own concepts of, you know, theistic God. It's funny because there's actually a study in the UK that found higher rates of correlating mental illness among people who were spiritual but not religious. So, and they were statistically significant um, numbers. So it's kind of an interesting thing. They didn't. They didn't really go into. You know, the study didn't talk about causation, but it was just kind of a funny thing that oh. <laughs> Can you also help me out
6: with one other thing. I guess it's just I, I, I hear from from here from afar, listening to people who that don't believe in the evolution and some of the things that just are facts and you know just ge- genuine scientific facts right under our nose. And I, and I thought no, my mates wouldn't be like that, I thought they would be like Christians that would. So when we discussed it, yeah, I don't believe in uh, evolution at macro level, and I and and uh, they all go through all the things that they actually believe all the stuff that's all the woo and all the crap and i again i just uh, he says he's rational is it, do they choose not to look because it's right there you can actually read it is well, yeah. it's it that indoctrinated? Yeah.
1: I, I mean like, you you I heard, must you, escape that i somehow did you hear the first caller that we talked to about the um, cosmology yeah. Right. He's amazing. calling us asking about why we don't believe the evidence. And it's like, well, have you ever talked to somebody who actually deals in the evidence? Because if you <laughs> did, then we'd be asking you why you believe this, despite the evidence not supporting it. That
6: or right. So
1: so when you talk about the idea of when they're rejecting these realities and when they're rejecting all of the current evidence, um, Yes, they don't really know it. They haven't really gone and looked at it because they don't want to. They go and they look at these apologetic versions of it, right? They're looking at the apologetic response to the evidence and considering that looking at the evidence. They don't really go to the person who. So it's a who's, presupposed idea. Yeah, you're, you're basically just looking at the person who's criticizing its arguments and you're not ever going to the person who's promoting it and asking them, will you tell me what the real deal is with this evidence?
6: And my last question on this is just in regards to the power of just the deception. I, I have a, a buddy of mine that's doing a, the, the, we've got a um, a big festival that's happening in Adelaide and he's a mentalist. And there was a big oh, okay. thing just even literally overnight, there was a Australian Indian, India and India and a cricket match. And the, the host Nate, uh, the channel had a guy that was doing a promotion within the promotion. He was a mentalist and he, he predicted the score of the game and everything. And, the people like us, you know, get on the blogs and say, well, dude, make some money out of that, you know, <laughs> and, and mentalists. And, and you've got people that are real normal, you know, smart people that host the shows and uh, journalists and stuff that make it, believe it. And I think we're all like kids that still want to believe in fairy sometimes. <laughs> and, and, and I just I just think, no, 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 it's a trick. My, my, my dad was into magic and hypnosis and stuff, but really was a measured understood that it was a magic and it's all playing with your mind. And how much, again, is that stuff that religion used, just the frailty and the easy deception of our minds? Is that something do you think that... Like that most of it? Yeah,
0: I mean, everybody has a <laughs> yeah, certain I, know, I, of, I just wanted to kind of yeah, discuss everybody's that. Everybody's got Redustion. a certain amount of superstition. And, uh, you know, the, the best thing you can do is be aware of it and try to counteract it. But, yeah. I mean, you know, there are... These situations where, like, gamblers will uh, take this completely random event, like they've won a big jackpot or something, and they were like, <laughs> well, I was wearing this shirt, so the shirt is going to do it. You know, if I just wear this shirt all the time, then I'll win more. And
4: you know people
0: come up with the yeah it is superstition uh, i mean you know there are psychological experiments that have even demonstrated in pigeons where they dispensed food at random and the pigeons would develop these weird ticks or quirks like running around in circles and flapping one wing or something like that um uh, so i mean it's a normal quirk of people's brains and maybe it's just a happy accident for religious uh, uh, organizations that they can tap into that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I think absolutely that's what they do.
6: Anyway. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. what I think. That's what I right. how now as a person where in most things now I just want to be always skeptic and just, just yep. have, a, have a almost uh, go almost extreme the other way in a way right. just to – you know, Agreed. If, for, if for nothing else, just to say, oh, don't want to be a gullible fool. Yeah. All right. So uh,
0: we're going to move on. Uh, we've got <laughs> Thank like. You
1: guys. Thank you. See ya. Thank you. Yeah. We've got
0: uh, 12 minutes left in the show. Uh, well, I mean, there's no hard time limit. We're going to talk to Keith from Staten Island. Yeah. But, you know, if we're going to be out of here at a reasonable time to have dinner, which, by the way, if you're local <laughs> to Austin, and uh, you would like to join us. That is at Threadgill's North Location. location. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and so we'll be there, like, shortly after the show, maybe 6.15 or so. Um, and, yeah. Keith coming on pretty soon, I hope. One of them. Yeah. we got uh, a
1: couple left.
0: Yeah, let's see. So... Uh, I had a few more examples where religious arguments are sort of like assuming that people are all knights or knaves. Uh, One of the ones that I mentioned in this post is, uh, oh yeah, uh, C.S. Lewis's liar, lunatic, or lord argument that apologists all seem to love. Like where if Jesus said that uh, he was God, which... It's not clear if you really said that, right. you know, how much of that is just story stuff, even assuming that Jesus existed. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they they make the claim that... Uh, if you are saying that he wasn't really God, then he must have been a serial liar who lies yeah. all the time, or someone who is crazy and everything he yeah. believes is true is untrue
1: all the time. Yeah, and the first thing they're going to do is try to convince you of the reliability of Scripture. You right. have to, because if you don't accept that, then this whole argument it just seems even ridiculous before it starts. I mean, the whole premise of saying right. you know what? <laughs> well, what, then you don't believe what he said. And it's like, well, should I believe that anything that's recorded? You know, like, yeah, and
0: like, my response to that is you know scripture i don't have to believe that every single individual sentence in the bible is untrue i just have to believe that it is unreliable and and the fact that the bible says something tells me absolutely nothing about whether it's true or false
1: right
5: okay keith
1: Hi, can you hear me yes we can how's it going good
5: good um I just wanted to kind of touch on uh, this, this one argument. And I want your thoughts on it, um, about when people say, you know, I do not believe that a God exists or I, I believe no gods exist, about the positive and negative aspect, I guess, that, that's always assumed, uh, especially from, from atheists. And I've, I've been thinking a lot about this argument, and um, I think there's no reason to not uh, um, engage in the I believe there is no God. As far as even claiming it as knowledge, if your uh, definition of knowledge is still justified true belief, I mean, every time you know atheists are defending their um, their lack of belief, so to speak, um, they're justifying their belief. Um, So I see no reason why, when someone says, "How do you know there is no God?", to justify. Your belief that there is no God, in a sense, and I understand both sides. I understand the side that you guys often take, and I do understand this side as well. But I see no reason why there's a um, like anybody should should dodge the knowledge claim because it's already it's already being uh, defended very well. Um,
0: in one aspect, yes, and. Uh, I've had some discussions with philosophers who think that that strong position is appropriate just because when we say we know anything, we are talking about too within the limits of our rational ability to understand things. We are extremely confident about it. Um, uh, so I agree with that. Um, one of the problems with arguing about the existence of God is that the notion of what God is is so vague and seems to change so much from person to person. I mean, like, how many times have you heard Tracy take a call where somebody <laughs> will say, I I believe that there is something spiritual, and Tracy says... <laughs> yeah,
1: what do you mean by spiritual? Yeah, I have
0: no idea what you're talking about. Um, right. I uh, I guess I'm... Uh, not crazy about just making the bald assertion. Absolutely not. There is nothing that could resembles a God that has or ever will exist. Well, that's not what you're saying. Yeah,
1: right. But here's the thing that gets me, right? This is the thing that really, I guess, irks me about the conversation that is, in my opinion, dishonest about the conversation, mm-hmm. is that outside of conversations with Christian apologists and theists, I never have to make that caveat. If I'm talking to my next-door neighbor and I say there's no such thing as fairies, nobody questions that, right? (laughs) Nobody. And unless you're, you know, when you say, like, when you watch these Bigfoot shows, everybody's, you know, pretty much everybody that, you know, you're probably knowing in your life thinks that these shows are a joke, right? And you can say that. It's such a joke. These people are so ridiculous. And nobody takes issue with it except you know some weird person living in a shack somewhere but you have these issues where it's perfectly acceptable in in any other context to say this thing doesn't exist, ghosts right, don't right. exist, fairies don't exist, right? And you you run up against very little opposition to it, right? Like the, the people yeah. that are opposing it are generally fringe or people that are kind of unsure about something. But when you get into theism, it is this hard line where unless you have a 100% certainty, you cannot say <laughs> you know this for sure. And right. it's like, really? Is that how you communicate anywhere else in your life? Yeah. Well, I mean, um, I would say
0: there is a difference between colloquial Usage saying, oh yeah, God doesn't exist, and uh, and saying, uh, well, because if I was going to be asked, uh, can you prove that fairies don't exist?
1: Right, but I would also say have, that that, 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 nev- that conversation never happens Unless first. I'm talking to religious people Usually not. That's what I'm saying I would never say that to my next door neighbor To someone I work with If I said fairies don't exist Not one no. person would say But can you actually prove that You <laughs> only have that kind of ridiculousness In conversations with religious people
0: Although that's because you don't run into a lot of people in the real world who seriously believe in fairies. Right! Anytime you run into... For all the
1: same reasons right. we don't believe in <laughs> gods! That's right. the point this caller is making. I
0: mean, but you do run into a lot of other nonsensical <laughs> beliefs which aren't necessarily about gods, and people will say, like, just to throw out an example, uh, Palm can, readers, can you prove yeah, that? Okay. It,
6: well, I mean, somebody can it, believe not that. not even There's
0: that a- far fetched. It's like, can you prove that my alternative cryptocurrency isn't a long-term viable economic solution to everything?
1: Whoever it- <laughs> asks me that, though, that's what I'm saying. You don't have
0: any conversations with right. Bitcoin apologists. Oh no, no, wait, <laughs> don't email us about that. That's not a topic for this show.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I guess my point is, I agree with you that you know, it's like you only have to tiptoe across the these eggshells and show this kind of deference to a ridiculous belief when you're talking to religious people. If you don't show that deference to other people's beliefs, like the, the few people that believe in Bigfoot or Loch Ness or whatever, if you step all over that, 90% of the people are like, yeah, it's ridiculous. And they agree with you and everything is considered to be cool because you know that not, you know, there's not sufficient evidence to demonstrate this thing exists. And so it's perfectly fine to say it's made up. But when it comes to God, that is out. That you you have to respect it, right? You have to respect it, and you have to sit there and say, like, well, I can't say for sure. And, and you never would do this with other beliefs of, that that had this level of crappy evidence supporting them.
5: Right, right. And I, I think a lot of the a lot of the problem stems from um, equivocation. I think um, Russell, you just you did that a little while ago without even realizing it, and that's what happens all the time. It's yeah. like they'll ask you. How do you know there is no God, and the next thing you know they 're saying, "How could you be so certain and absolute right. that 's not what that's not what well, that 's not what i 'm saying yeah. um, it's not you know when you claim what you know you 're saying as you said earlier russell that you're just telling them what you know as a person. You're not claiming anything absolute or any certainty or any impossibility. You're claiming what you know, and it's the same thing. Like you said, Tracy, about Bigfoot. You know, if you have the same conversation about Bigfoot, how do you know Bigfoot doesn't? How do you know Bigfoot doesn't exist based on your knowledge? How do you know? And this is justified in our like everyday discourse as far as atheists go. Yeah.
1: very well, well if conversations if about
0: atheism oh, well. more than conversations about most other topics go deep into this notion of epistemology right. which but they is a weird right. conversation you don't usually to have, have to have
1: right. it you only have, it. Have, you it. have to have conversations right. about epistemology when someone doesn't have enough evidence to support their position that's when they start yeah. getting into well what can we know that's oh well okay we're having this conversation because okay. you don't have evidence but the the point is if you, if you want to use that I, I sometimes throw a little asterisk on the end of it right like, no, God exists. And then there's an asterisk, and then there's a footnote with an asterisk that says, in the same way and for the same reasons, I do not believe fairies exist. So if the person is comfortable with, with saying that fairies do not exist, then they need to not criticize me for my my saying that gods do not exist, because I use the same reasoning to to make that same statement. And so if they sit there and say that they reject, that they do not believe in fairies, but they believe in God, they're the ones being hypocritical. Right.
0: Right. Anyway, part, getting late. One last thing. No, no we've had enough. Sorry.
1: We have another God, caller, and we're going to be late for dinner and yeah. coming, and we have to roll. Okay. Sorry. Thanks for calling. Right, thanks, guys. Thank you. Uh,
0: Claudio from Turkey, I'm sorry we saved you for last. We are going to uh, uh, have to make this a brief, very brief conversation. (laughs) But we'll get Uh, you on. You are welcome to call in next week. If you want to talk
1: more. Yeah,
0: but anyway, uh, we will talk to you for a few minutes, and then we're headed off to Threadgills. Uh,
1: Yeah. So, so wait on Claudia.
0: That was an yeah, interesting call. Yeah, those like the big philosophical yeah. topics come up at the very, uh-huh. very end. Of it the makes show, me so angry, though, the way the that you, you can't
1: speak plainly when you talk to a theist. That you have to have all these weird things that it, that suddenly they reason in a way that they don't reason in, in this way in any other aspect of their life. Yeah, and they demand this weird, you know, level of.
0: What I prefer to do though is steer the conversation away from this abstract philosophical masturbation. <laughs> and Thank you. Uh, and, like, you know, j- just steer the conversation in the direction of none of that makes sense. And just, you know, keep it on that footing. Yeah. Like, why would I believe anything yeah. like that?
1: And, I, yeah. because, and because that's I why mean, people we're do not diving believe. Diving
0: down that road of what <laughs> knowledge really means, you are jumping into a conversation that is going to waste time and yeah. not... Uh, illuminate much. Well, of I the guess God. that's
1: why. What I'm asking them with the fairy example is, are you using knowledge yourself? Right. In the same way that you would use it in another dialogue, would you get as offended if I didn't believe fairies exist, even though I can't demonstrate that they don't? Right. Would it offend you on this level? And the answer is no, because they're inconsistent. They want to they want to reason and operate one way outside their religion, and then they want to apply a whole different set of standards. They want to special plead, just ridiculous levels for their religion that they that they just do not anywhere else.
0: Uh, I agree. Uh, uh, Claudia from <laughs> Turkey, you're our last caller. Uh, I'm afraid you have to make it quick. Like
7: Go I said. for
1: it, Claudio.
0: Hello, can you hear me? Yes.
7: Oh, perfect. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure to speak with you, Tracy. You
0: too, Russell. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you.
7: <laughs> uh, okay, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yes. Okay, perfect. Um, I just want to share with you my experience of born in, in in a Mormon church, um, since I was I was a kid, they teach me all this stuff and really enter in your brain. You take all these stories, all the telling of gods, and like like it's something real. Mm-hmm. I consider myself an atheist since I was twenty-one years old, I'm fifty-five right now. Um in these thirty and something years that I think of myself like an atheist, I still not have the notion that you have. Because I can hear your your perfect narrative or your incredible focus in in the logic and and the, and the way that you have this this subject in a box, right? There is no doubt in you. But for example, sometimes, when especially when I'm sick, I have fever, I have nightmares of of hell or devils or stuff like that. So I, I know that this is stupid, right? But um, is 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 what happened when? They tell you a story for many, many years and they support that story with more stories. Right? Sure. And, and it's amazing what the, the, they teach to the people. For example, that God lives in a planet right. like our planet and he has many spouses. God, yeah? <laughs> And they, they, he makes sex with the spouses and the, the fruit of this sex with the spouses is spirits that he sent to the planet Earth and that's yeah. the spirit that every baby has when they're born right? Right. They, t- they tell us for example that there is a Holy Spirit beside the spirit that we have when we're born there is a Holy spirit that enters in our body at the age of 12 or 13 very convenient
0: yeah well um, I hate to uh, hurry you, but uh, do you have a question or did you just want to talk about uh, your experiences as a Mormon?
7: No no, I have uh, just um, just share some stories and something interesting that was when I was in the United States in the year 97, I feel alone over there. Missing my country, missing my friends. And I went to one of Mormon church, just for, meet some people that, I don't know, I know there are no criminals, at least, so I entered there for speak with somebody, and they asked me, are you a Mormon? Yes. Oh, we have a...
0: Does the the Mormon church have a big presence in Turkey? Like, are there a lot of them, or are they... No, no, no.
7: In Turkey... They entered at the beginning, for what I read, they entered at the beginning of the 20th century, but um, disappeared very soon. After a short time hmm. here, they went to Syria, where they, they grew up there, but here in Turkey, disappeared completely.
0: Okay. Hmm. Okay.
1: I'll tell you what, if you'd like to share more, because we have to wrap the show, but if you want to share more of these experiences, we do have an Atheist Experience blog um, that you can access through our website, and if you want to go, we have a uh, show um, entry for this particular show, and you can add in the comment threads uh, some of your experiences if you feel like they would be um, something that other people would be interested in hearing. This interesting.
7: this interesting, like, reading or listening about mythology, right? But uh, some question that I want to ask you if you can you can share with us is um, you have really clear the concept of that we are just animals born in a planet among billions of trillions of planets and we have an eternity that we don't know before we we born in this planet, and an eternity that we are never going to know in the future. You had that clear that thought with me, with us. What do you think about that?
1: Uh, I think it's probably correct. You're right. <laughs>
0: okay, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna
1: head out now, right? Yes.
0: Okay, so uh, that's our show. Thanks for calling.
1: Yeah, thank you very much, Claudia.
0: Uh, That's our show. Thank you, everybody. Uh, Thank you very much, Tracy. Thank you, Uh, Russell. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, And we'll see you again next week. Bye.